0: Hi and welcome to The Art of Spiritual Sleep. My name is Wendy Rosenthal and I am your co-host alongside Kabbalistic Sleep and Dream expert, Mordecai Ballas. Hi Mordecai, how are you?
1: Hi Wendy, I'm great, excited to be here and share with all of you. What about you, how are you feeling?
0: I am feeling fantastic and you know i say this every week but i truly am very excited to be here <laughs> i always am especially when i know the topic since i know the topic in advance i love i love it when uh, there's one that really gets me excited and i know today's topic yes, is, this one uh, is
1: very juicy
0: yes if you have been watching us uh, or listening to us the last couple of weeks we have really been going deep into the idea of how to be a dream interpreter And today's session is the second of two parts all about dream symbology, Mm -hmm. (laughs) another Mm -hmm. tongue twister, but it's part two. If this is the first time that you're joining us, we want to give you a special welcome, although we're happy that every single person that is listening has joined us. The Art of Spiritual Sleep is a podcast that delves into the deep and amazing world of dreams and sleep. As seen and taught through the ancient wisdom of Kabbalah, Mordecai shares each week with us not only a topic that really helps move our ability to sleep and dream better, but also um, with our two exciting features that happen at the end of each episode, we learn through the language of dreams, uh, the dream symbol of the week, so that you have the opportunity to interpret your dreams or dreams of those around you also we have something to sleep on where Mordecai shares tips and exercises workshops meditations so that you can better your sleep and dreams. so please stick around until the end of the episode so you can learn what those are for this week okay so last week Mordecai we you shared the idea that you know symbols especially absolute symbols really mean something in a dream and it's super important to kind of understand what those things are uh, when you're seeing an absolute symbol when to kind of know when to overlook something and when to focus on something and today you wanted to share more practical insights right right that carry that on so So,
1: so today is more of the practical side of um dealing with symbols reminding ourselves also that um The bottom line is that we have tendency, many of us might have the tendency to focus more on the symbols, which are like the fruits, that uh, the dream interpreter can take the fruit and from the fruit understand what is the tree. Um, So we naturally, many of us gravitate towards focusing on the symbols, Just keep in mind that that's not what we're talking about because the symbol is just the fruit and we want to connect to what is the tree? What is the message? So in a way, the dream interpreter uses the symbol to go, I would say almost in a recursive way, to go backwards, like to rewind the movie, Mm. to figure out, okay, what was the message? So instead of uh, the message going from the creator, the force of creation, to the angel Gabriel, to the soul, to our consciousness, to the brain. And then from the brain to the mouth of the dreamer, right? So in a similar way, we want to go backwards when we look into the symbol. So the symbol, this is what you see as the fruit. Okay, so when we rewind and we get, when we rewind the movie, so it's the symbol, brain, brain. Consciousness, right? Uh, so, soul, angel Gabriel, the angel Gabriel, and then the force of creation, and that's the pure message. Right. So, the tendency is all, many times to focus on the symbol, but that can be also a distraction. So, I just I wanted to mention it again that the previous stages, out of the six stages, stages one to four, including the intention, which is the root. They are essential and we'll discover it more in a deeper way today. They're essential to keep your eyes on the wheel or keep your eyes on the road
0: <laughs> and not
1: to get now like distracted by the symbol.
0: Right. So it's not just about sitting there memorizing symbols is what, kind of what you're saying. And it's not just about yes. knowing what the symbol might mean or you know what it's what its nuances are. It's more about, Connecting that and using that as a as a guidepost to to really understand what the message is. Yeah,
1: it's the consciousness behind the symbol, right? It's it what created the symbol that we're looking for, which reminds me of a beautiful story. Uh, I know you're gonna like it because you are connected to this kabbalist, uh, Rav Menachem Mendel of Kotsk, um, the Kozkerev. That once a, a person came to him. And he said, "You know, I've been dreaming about uh, elephants, and I also dreamed about myrtle branches. And I know that's what the student is saying to the Kozhkev. I know that um, elephants are represent miracles. It's an absolute. I think we already covered it in yes. the past. Yes. Right. The elephant represents miracles. And that's what I learned, and I also learned that myrtle branches." that are related to uh, assets, to to properties. Uh, So I'm supposed to have like, and prosperity. So I'm supposed to have uh, dreams that are, uh, these dreams, they indicate that I'm supposed to get loads of money and I haven't seen like major blessing in my properties. So the Kotzkerebe answered to him listen if you are, um, obviously the Kotz is more blunt than the way I'm going to say it. (laughs) So so the Kotz said, when a person has more of a body consciousness throughout the day, and then they have a dream, and they expect to have a soul interpretation, and it's pretty off. But if during the day, you are more invested in your soul with the energy of sharing, the energy of soul consciousness, then when you have a dream like you had, you can, uh, we can deal with giving you an interpretation that is in the level of a soul consciousness. But as long as you are busy, mostly with physicality, mostly uh, with your desire to receive for the self alone, with your ego, the interpretation cannot be from a soul perspective. Right, so um, which is a very important thing if we're already speaking about the practicality of things. Um, for those of you that have noticed in the form that you received that uh, this is the stage where we ask questions, we also want to know for how long is this individual that had a dream, for how long have they have been on a spiritual path um, it doesn't have to be uh, the, the path of the Kabbalah Center, but definitely uh, when you are on the path of the Kabbalah Center, it does help. And we want to know how, how long have you been on this path? Because it has a weight for the dream. Because the, the more the person is invested in their spiritual path, the more the consciousness will pick up symbols that are more elevated. Right. So it's very interesting. We haven't done a full research on it, but it's very interesting to see that... uh, And and I give interpretation. We do sessions for people that are not on a spiritual path, but they just saw us on the different social platforms. and, and, And what's very, very interesting... And also for people that are on the path, those that are on the path of spirituality, to begin with, the dream is more elevated. The symbols are more elevated. So it's very much connected to it. And also it works on the other hand. These kind of people that are invested in their soul consciousness, invested on the path, they have less of nightmares. Hmm. They have less of uh, dreams that are from the lower level because uh, they are ready. Their vessel is, has the capacity to receive more guidance. They can handle more intensity of energy, more purity of a message. So I just wanted to share this to begin with in a practical way. You want to find out um how much the person is invested in the in their soul in the spiritual path as a way to already okay uh, how much do i need to pay attention to the symbols because yeah. this can be really serious
0: right and knowing that you know again not from a judgment standpoint it's okay whatever the however the person is but it's just a matter of then as we talked the other day about the, the different categories and the levels that they're at—it just—it's another tool, right, for you to understand where right. you're starting out from,
1: right. Yeah. And on the other hand, right, someone that is more invested in, in the physicality, there's no bad or good. It's right. just it's not judgment is, right? right. So there's a story uh, from another kabbalist, which forgive me, I don't remember his name, uh, but um, he once came in front of a king, and the king said if you are such a smart person, if you are such a wise man, can you tell me what am I going to dream about tonight? And the Kabbalah says, yes, you're going to dream tonight that you are thrown into jail by the other king, which is your enemy, and you are in the mud filled with the pigs, and you are in chains. And the next morning, the king called the wise person and said, how did you know that that's what what I'm going to be dreaming about? So the cabin says it's very simple. This king is your greatest fear, your greatest worry. And uh, the animal you dislike the most is pigs. And the thing you want the least to happen to you is that you'll be in jail by this, you'll be jailed by this king in those chains. So I just gave you something to be busy with, because anyway you're busy with it. Right. And because you are so much busy with it. Uh, that's what you dreamt about. So when someone is um, not as invested on the spiritual path as they can be, they're more prone to have dreams that are more natural, dreams that are more uh, based on their fears or worries, which is very interesting because one of the Kabbalists, which we mentioned, I believe, in the past, uh, Rabbi Yehuda Moshe Petaya, Mm -hmm. He says that um, when it comes to the category of dreams that are uh, received by a negative entity. Um, So Abiudan Moshe Petaya says that those entities, they became more sophisticated with time. And they realized that they should also give symbols. Because when they give symbols to the dreamer, people pay more attention. So in order for them to take their lies more seriously, they studied the list of symbols and they're using it here and there. So um, for the dream interpreter, it's also important uh, to learn. And it's obviously it's a combination of different things, but it's to learn to, um, to, uh, to extract, to understand, Okay, this is a dream by a negative entity uh, because of the of the symbols. Usually, they will pick symbols um, that people are more uh, attached to, or like they have maybe issues with um, a certain addiction hmm. or lust, like lust for something, like craving for something. Hmm. So, if someone has uh, since. Um, like their soft point is food. So the negative entity might choose symbols that are related to food to try to uh, take energy from the individual. That, or if it's yeah. like a, um, physical attraction, um, uh, that's another option. Um, or uh, gambling, any any anything that might be, I'm giving extreme, relatively extreme examples, but it can be anything that, um you know that this is your uh, weak spot and they can use that symbol to try to take from your energy while you're asleep not so, from you but from the dreamer
0: so as a dream interpreter um how do i if it, if that's the case would it be easy for me to recognize that it is kind of a, a, a fake a fake symbol that's been put there by the by an evil entity, or is there no different you just learn over time?
1: No, first of all, the the more you experience, the more you practice, the better, like dream interpretation. Second of all, keep in mind that the more you elevate yourself spiritually, the less of the chances that you will experience something like this. Unless you were traveling, you were in an hotel room, there were negative entities there in the hotel room not connected to you. So you just push your buttons
0: right, because but, I mean, you were in
1: the in so called the wrong place.
0: But if you're right? I mean but, you understand that as the dreamer but if you're the dream interpreter how do you ensure that you're not interpreting a symbol that's been placed there in a is there a question you can ask or are you just again you just learn by doing?
1: So you want to know if it's like a symbol that is related to lust to craving to an addiction you want to get to know the person a little bit more. You know, like, for example, they were dreaming about uh, someone at work that they feel very attracted to. Got it. So that's probably crossing the line that it's not a symbol uh, that is is true. And you want to think about it in a sense of... um, it's an incentive for the negative entity to trick the person because that's how they get energy. Got it. So you want to feel if there is like a, I would say almost like an agenda in that, uh, um, in that symbol. Um, but the best is preventative maintenance, preventative spiritual maintenance, which is invest more and more in your soul during the day And as a result, you will have less of a chance. And obviously, we offer different tools to generate that shield of protection when the body is the most uh, vulnerable. By the way, that's the one aspect. The other aspect is that some, uh, according to Rabbi Yudah Moshe Betaya, some of those entities, they also claim they show up in a dream. They claim that they are righteous souls. Hmm. Like they show up like a righteous soul because they're looking for ways to trick the individual. So at that moment, the the responsibility is on the dreamer. It's important when you are in the dream that you ask to confirm that it's actually them and pay close attention to the answer.
0: Yeah, but how do you do that? Is like, If you're not a vivid dreamer by nature, how do you do that?
1: So we will learn, uh, this is actually in the next season, we will learn how to ask the question while you are dreaming.
0: Oh, I love it. A teaser. Thank you. <laughs> so this is like, um,
1: we're giving you a bite from the next uh, season, which I suspect will be even more juicy than this one.
0: <laughs> I can hardly wait. So...
1: Um, Oh, one more thing about it. This is more on the practical side, related to symbols. Um, One of the Kabbalists Rav Moshe Ben-Makir is a Kabbalist from the 16th century. Um, If you remember, we spoke about a dream by a negative entity, that it might be like you waking up from it, like sweating or your heart is racing, um, not necessarily feeling disturbed, but it got you um, nervous, excited, because uh, being disturbed is more of the nightmare side. Right. Uh, but the dream from the negative entity feels a bit more real because they do use some energy of truth. So he says that if you wake up in the morning and you experience during the night, the individual experience during the night, a dream by a negative entity, they will feel more tired than before they went to sleep. They will feel very heavy, hard for the individual to get out of the bed. And feeling the heaviness, that's an indication, it's a sign that you probably, the individual probably had a, a dream by a negative entity. Because is supposed to recharge you. Right. It's not supposed to drain you.
0: So then if that's- Assuming case- again that
1: there's no physical condition that might be an issue for the individual.
0: So if that's the case, then the symbols that might come up, you can probably discount, is what you're saying.
1: Yes, exactly. That's what I want. That's the missing piece. Yes, thank you. No worries. And by the way, in general, I I want to remind all of us that the dreams in our generations, they have more veils because there are more distractions uh, than what occurred, let's say, in the previous generations. So I guess... To be a dream interpreter of our own dreams and for others, I guess it takes more work than let's say in the previous generation because there are less, uh, there are more distractions right now. So when we go to the idea of symbols, now if we want to be more practical about it, first of all, I think we want to keep in mind that there's a book, right, that in English that we can recommend uh, about the dream symbols and in general about dreams from uh, uh, collected by uh, Rav Shlomo al I think we recommended it in the past.
0: We have. We have. It's
1: good to, um, to say it again. And keep in mind that these are symbols that are um, hundreds of years old. The, you won't find in this kind of a book uh, the symbol of a car, or a cell phone, or um, virtual reality glasses, uh, or uh, it can be so or, many I mean, or things. Or a television,
0: or a television,
1: none a radio. of this. <laughs> and in general, there is no way you can cover all the symbols. Even if you learn all the symbols, there's no way you can cover all the symbols. Why am I saying it? Because part of the ground concepts when it comes to the symbols is to start, you know, you, when you go to the dream and you went through the stages and you come to the fifth stage, you need to figure out which symbol is true, which symbol is absolute. And what does it mean? You, you have to begin with the, the understanding that before you even approach the dream, there might be a symbol there that you never heard about it before. So first of all, don't freak out, cause it happens. There's always going to be at least one symbol that at a certain point you have never met before. Yeah, obviously when it's a symbol in the book, it's relatively easy. But when it's not, you have to, and this is the second part, right? So one way is to study the symbols. And the second part, which I always say to people who, uh, who wish to be trained to become dream interpreters, and maybe one day we'll create the school for dream interpretation, (laughs) Kabbalistic dream interpretation. I say we can teach you 40% of of the essence of dream interpretation, but the other 60% is your connection to the force of creation, your connection to Joseph the righteous, your connection to the lineage and your connection to the Kabbalistic tools. Because when you have met a symbol that you don't know, you never met before, what do you need to do? Look for it in the book, and if it's for sure not in the book, maybe because it's too advanced, too technology-ish, you want to use the previous stages that we have given before to receive the, the understanding of that symbol. What it is. And by the way, there'll be opportunities if you decide to invest more and more in it. Like, Wendy, you asked me the other day about a certain symbol. I didn't have the book with me, right? uh, but I have the ability to one degree or another to dial, to use those steps. So I used that step, and I didn't check in the book because I didn't have the book with me. Sometimes you travel in, or you'll be somewhere that you don't have access to the book. What do you do? You gotta dial, that's the 60% that is the big missing piece. You gotta dial to the force of creation using the previous stages to, to get the guidance. So, forget about trying to, if you are a control freak, forget about trying to learn all the symbols, not gonna happen. Right. But yeah, I mean, that's, that's one, uh, one concept. Another concept is um, like doctors, right? So many times a patient comes to the doctor and because the doctor remember a very similar case of symptoms from 10 years ago, so the doctor might prescribe a very similar treatment. The diagnosis can be based on the previous case. Like even today in in legal matters, sometimes in in a trial, uh, the lawyer will bring a similar case that happened 40 years ago that, right? Because of this, you know, this is how, uh, this is, yeah, exactly. To support his argument, right? So in a similar way, if someone comes to you in a dream, with a dream, dream, with a dream, with a symbol that you have uh, heard about the interpretation of this symbol 10 years ago, five years ago, or you did a dream interpretation for someone back then, the reason it's coming again and it's coming to your mind again is because you're supposed to use that interpretation to base your, inter- your new interpretation for this dream.
0: Oh, that makes so a lot of sense. So don't try to
1: reinvent the wheel, right. use whatever is already there. In I, I, your think system.
0: That, I think that makes a lot of sense. And I was also going to ask Mordecai, because we did um, in some of the episodes in our earlier series, right we talked about like the categories of symbols in general remember it was you know inanimate object animals you know vegetation or vegetation animals and and then humans right. also for example if you know generally what the category means okay like remember yes. in inanimate objects it's like it's pretty straightforward right a table is like foundation. So it kind of makes sense. Can you, from that knowledge, also kind of like take it, trust yourself a little bit to say, okay, I may not have seen this symbol, but I know that if it's an inanimate object, it's gonna have these properties and then you can kind of go from there as, as your foundation.
1: Right, absolutely, absolutely. It's funny because I was um, I was reading from uh, I was studying from the Zohar yesterday, the main text of Kabbalah, and I came across a story which I've read before, but I've never read it in that way. About a certain um, group of sages, amongst them was the the son of of Shimon Bayochai, the author of the Zohar. That's Rav Elazar, and they were walking and they saw. Uh, this snake that is about to kill a certain individual. And long story short, they save the individual from the snake by Raval Azar talking to the snake. Mm. And then Raval Azar is sending the snake, uh, instead of attacking this innocent guy, to attack the person that really did like, something very negative and was trying to steal the money from that individual. And the snake goes and actually kills the other individual, because that's the original one that he was supposed to um, to kill. So the, the the other sages asked how did you know? And he said, um, I learned uh, this is really cool. I learned the symbols for my father. I learned the signs to know when is it uh, when is it real and when it's not. And I also um, spoke to the snake and that's what he told me. Mm. So it's a very deep section. It's uh, from Zohar Hadash, the new, uh, uh, the the other section of the Zohar, section of Balak. But it's really, really, to have the understanding that you have to develop, yeah, I mean, it helps to have a database of dreams, of experience, right? Thousands of dreams that you, oh, it's connected to a dream that I interpreted, let's say, 10 years ago. Yes, it helps. But at one point or another, you have to really dial to the force of creation and, um, and really awaken the message. Because when a person comes to you for dream interpretation, they don't want to hear you. Right. They want to get the message from the force of creation. Right. They don't want to hear
0: exactly.
1: I mean, most of the chances the force of creation will not talk to them directly. So they need something, someone to be the intermediate connection, but that's okay. But they're not coming to hear you. And also when you do your own dream interpretation, you're not doing it, you don't want to hear your opinion. You don't (laughs) care about your opinion, right? So just keep in mind with the symbols that it's really um, um, to, 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 to dial into this energy that has all the answers. This is like the ultimate um, um, book of symbols. So yes, the
0: symbol guidebook,
1: right? We, yeah, we learned that there are absolute symbols, right? If you remember, these are this is what we mostly covered. So obviously, if you get something like an absolute symbol, it's much easier to do the interpretation. Like many times, when you are familiar with the language of dreams, which is the symbols, mm-hmm. right? Like imagine every symbol is like a word in the language of dreams, right? That's what we've done so far. So, and by now you, all, you should already have like 100 symbols, right, in your uh, possession.
0: yeah, getting there. <laughs>
1: right? So, I um, don't remember who said once that every language has like around 1500 basic words that if you know them you pretty much know the language right. you know you can manage so in a similar way i don't know if it's 1500 for uh, for dreams but i would say it's probably more like in the hundreds but it's not like above a thousand um i mean the, the, the more common ones so the moment you are aware of it so many times also because of experience, but when you have the absolute symbol, you almost don't need to hear much of the rest.
0: Right, right. That's what you were saying Of of the dream. It gives you the foundation that
1: you need. Yeah. And if it's a relative symbol, so you need to ask more questions, right? Like if it's someone um, that shows up in your dream, uh, what does this person symbolize to you? What's the first thing you think that comes to your mind when you think about this person? Right. Right. So um, so that's another thing. <laughs>
0: and how the... And to how,
1: figure out if the symbol is an absolute one or if it's a relative one.
0: Or when there's more than one symbol and how they relate to each other. Because a lot of times you've yes. also talked about, you know, um, it's not just, okay, as we were kind of talking last week. Okay, yes, there's some things that say, let's say a camel, but what's going on with the camel, right? It's not just yeah. about the camel. And that's what the dream interpreter is doing, is Is like they're the detective putting these clues together and the relativeness of each one and how it operates within the dream is, is what the what the key is, right?
1: It's also okay to say, you know, does this, uh, uh, whatever that is, right? The camel, the, does it mean anything to you? And the person might tell you something from the childhood or if you didn't ask, you will never know. right. So even if it's an absolute symbol, and especially if it's a symbol that is relative, that you are not sure that um, and that's the message for them, you just ask more questions. Right. So we, yeah.
0: I was gonna say because as you shared in a few episodes ago that, When you ask questions it opens you up to actually hear and guide you to the answers as well
1: yeah another practical tip keep in mind that in many of the cases i don't want to say all the cases but in many of the cases the symbol and the feeling of the symbol in the dream is many times the opposite of what it actually means so if you see a snake right for most of the people it's scary for uh, if you ever dreamt about a snake, you know what I'm talking about. It's, it's scary, <laughs> you know. So, um, so that's usually a good sign. It's related to money and prosperity. If you're crying in a dream, many times it's a good sign. It's related to, um, um to good news that are coming soon. Death, we already spoke about it. It's many times going to the next level, it's not an actual. Uh, 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 death uh, something negative in a dream many times it's something positive something positive many times it's something negative actually yeah. uh, blood coming out of the body most of the people don't find it pleasant but it's, it's a great thing that it's a removal of uh, uh, negativity removal of judgment so just keep it in mind and no matter what, make all the effort that you can to leave yourself out of the interpretation, out of the equation, right? Because even if you have in your mind, oh, my God, um, uh, they had this symbol in a dream. Oh, my God, I know it's not good. You got to leave this aside.
0: Right. And, and, and go, leave back this aside. The, go back to the steps. To look at it as a positive positive, yeah. to yeah,
1: because we have a great responsibility when we do the interpretation, even for ourselves. Yeah, which uh, I'm just giving already a taste for the next, uh, awesome. the next, uh, the next episode. Yeah.
0: All right, Mordecai. Uh, I think that we probably could have done a third episode on this.
1: <laughs> yes.
0: There's so much to to delve into, but. I think that you've given us a lot of practical information that we need based off of the symbols and how and and all the things that you talked about in the last episode. So thank you so much. Let's turn now to the language of dreams and the sleep symbol of the week.
1: So the sleep symbol of the week um, is something that might be a bit general, but it's a very important symbol. And we're talking about legs. So obviously, when you see someone in a dream, they have legs.
0: Most of the time, yeah. Right,
1: right. But if, let's say, someone is missing a leg, someone uh, received an additional leg, and leg was... uh, They did an operation in the dream, and a leg was added to the individual. um, And, you know, a leg being hurt. So the legs represent... um, an advanced stage of manifestation.
0: Ah, interesting.
1: Right. So, this is the general aspect, right? So, like, because in the body, right, the head is like the seed. So, if you have a dream about the, the, the head, it's more related to seed levels of different things, right? And I think we already spoke we did, about the we head. We did
0: that one, yes.
1: So, it comes to the legs, it's already like the, the bottom part of, of the body. So it's more related to uh, manifestation. Many times it can be associated also with uh, uh, prosperity. Um, So usually, um, let's say when the person sees like hair growing on their legs, or like the legs are very hairy. So it means that they, uh, in their journey right now, they're about to draw a lot of energy because hair is a tool um, uh, to draw energy and it might be also um, intense. Um, Anything that is out of the norm, like uh, leg being removed, uh, leg uh, being added, um, leg full with wounds, a leg that... uh, someone or something cuts the leg, hurts the leg, um, this is usually a a warning sign for uh, something intense, possible judgment, but it's coming now because the person can do something about it and uh, and really create a positive shift. So it's not too late. So Uh, is it generally uh,
0: speaking a warning sign?
1: Yeah, it's a warning sign. Like- if something is uh, out of the norm happens to the leg, or the okay. legs,
0: and if it's not out of the norm, it just means if something. It's not out of, the of the norm, legs, let's
1: it. say you're dreaming that you're washing your legs. That's mm-hmm. great. Ah,
0: okay. It's
1: like, yeah, this is like money coming in because it's manifestation. Money, water, water is life, right? So, um, uh, that's that's uh, that's possible. Um, But sometimes it depends if uh, like someone is washing for you the legs, right? Or let's say if you are um, washing it for yourself, uh, the Kabbalists say it can mean also a potential argument with someone. Hmm. No, because the legs also, they come in touch with the ground, right? And it's more of the feet, but they come in touch with the ground and it gets dirty, right? And from this also the expression of getting your hands dirty, right? Here it's getting your legs dirty, mm-hmm. right? So uh, it can indicate on on an argument, um, if you're kissing someone's feet, so uh, you're going through a process of uh, accomplishing forgiveness and uh, transforming a choice that you had that you're not so proud of, to a positive one.
0: So it sounds like uh-huh. if you see legs in a dream, that this might be one that you want to have interpreted.
1: Yeah. It's a very special symbol.
0: Okay.
1: Usually related to manifestation. When someone uh, talks to me about legs or feet in that case, right? Um, immediately it it's, uh, gets my attention.
0: All right. That's, this is one of those, those symbols, right? Yeah. That, that you're like, hmm. It's a serious to one. To you gotta
1: be on. You gotta be on.
0: All right. Awesome. And something to sleep on?
1: So um, something to sleep on, uh, we thought uh, to offer to you. One of the ways is to build your own uh, vocabulary, to build your own uh, lexicon, your own um, treasure of symbols. And um, what it means is, obviously, yeah, you can, uh, whenever there's a dream and there's a symbol that you don't know, you can go to the book. But another proactive way to do it is uh, to take maybe once a week, five symbols, and to start memorizing them. Mm. So let's say after a year, you already have like uh, um, 300 um even even more like um symbols
0: but also you do, let's say
1: five a week but
0: you know? also to write down like in as you come across them right like to build your database so if you have a dream and there's a symbol in it you know like to write down what that symbol is and the research that you've done on it or what you felt it meant or as you're doing dream interpretations for other people to be able to like oh that person said an ear okay let me put that down so that you, it's not just you going to a book right it's like you yeah. you creating like so that you remember the prescription you wrote 10 years ago right like so right. That, you have, that you have a reference that you can go back to
1: and you have to uh, master it to uh, i mean obviously the more you do the better because at the end of the day there'll be people let's say someone had the dream in australia with the the same symbol that you had in uh, Texas, you might have a different interpretation because that symbol means something almost, because it's not an absolute symbol, it means something else in Australia.
0: Right, it's more relative. Right,
1: like a a word in English might sound like a curse in another language.
0: Right, so it's really about you, you learning how to you know, it's like an astrologer. When the astrologer does, you know, you know what the signs mean, but it's really as they practice and they learn and they see how they connect the signs to the different houses and the things like that, you start to build your own, you know, in astrology, they build their own, like, exactly thing, lexicons. So this is a very exciting for me because it's like, don't wait and just don't go get books.
1: You can start yeah, to... I mean, you, you can get five different astrologers we, and you're giving them your chart and they right. will give you very different exactly, uh, reading, not because they're wrong, because right. they have different set of skills and experiences.
0: Exactly. That's and the they're
1: same. all going to be right.
0: Exactly. And when you have your own, then you become more confident as well. So I think this is a great something to sleep on. And I love how it, it like really can build your confidence as being a dream interpreter. I agree. All right. Thank you so much Mordecai for all of this great insight. We're gonna have more for you in the next couple of weeks. So we encourage you to please uh, tune in. Another thing I just wanna start to mention is in about two and a half, two two episodes time, three episodes time, we are gonna be answering your questions about dream interpretation. So we would love it if you would start putting your questions in social media, we'll start posting about it. But please, if you have a specific question, about how to do dream interpretation or something that you wanna ask in terms of a symbol, please visit us on our social media sites and start asking questions. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Um, Also, I just wanted to add that when you go on our social media sites, you'll be able to find our older episodes and all of the sleep symbols and all of the something to sleep on that we have uh, shared in the past. So it's a great archive for you as well. And because Mordecai has a a really amazing intention to elevate the sleep and dreams of every single person in this world, we humbly ask you to share, like, and, um, and comment on the post so that more and more people have the opportunity to learn about this incredible wisdom and how to use it in their daily lives. Practically. If you are interested in a dream interpretation with Mordecai, you can do one of two things. You can email him at dreams at Kabbalah.com, or you can now go on Kabbalah.com under uh, what's the tab Mordecai. Sorry.
1: Guidance. Guidance.
0: Um, and find the forms that you can fill out if you would like to have a dream interpretation. And if you would like a one on one session with Mordecai um, to resolve any challenges you might be having in your sleep or dreams, or to get more of a deeper um, insight to your sleep and dreams, you can email Mordecai at artofspiritualsleepkabbalah.com. We want to thank everyone for listening. We truly appreciate you. Um, Every time you sleep better, we sleep better. So thank you very much. (laughs) We are very much appreciative. And uh, we look forward to seeing you again next week.
1: Good night. Thank you, Wendy. And everyone, sleep tight.